This is the Justice Fighter Podcast. Justice Fighter Podcast. With Attorney Gerald Griggs. Attorney G. Well, we have conversations on social justice, civil rights, and political news that affects us all. Let Attorney Griggs put you on game. Only on the Justice Fighter Podcast, y'all. There are certain names that now Ahmaud Aubrey has joined the cadre of individuals who've fallen victim. People like Veltavius Griggs. People like Jimmy Atchison. People like Katherine Johnston. People like Kane Rogers. People like Oscar Kane, just to name a few. And the issue is an issue of accountability. And we have to hold this community, the powerful, accountable for that accountability. It started a long time ago, not just in Brunswick, but now Brunswick is the focus for the change that needs to happen in Georgia and the world. So we stand shoulder to shoulder, not only with the Aubrey family, but all the other families, because we are not going to say that this is a one-off. This is standard practice in Georgia. It's standard practice for the GBI to investigate, and then we wait years upon years upon years. Sometimes there's justice, like in Anthony Hill or Gregory Towns. Sometimes there's not justice. We want to make sure that Georgia gets this right. That's why the NAACP is standing shoulder to shoulder with this family, with their attorneys, and with the community. But we also want everyone to know that we will elevate the names of the other victims so that not one more injustice happens in this state. So the occasion is now Georgia has a brutality problem. This is not a one-off. In Atlanta, Georgia, there are cases that are sitting on the prosecutor's desk. In Gwinnett County, there are cases that are sitting on the prosecutor's desk. And now in Glenn County, there is a case sitting on the prosecutor's desk. And so that was sound from the um, press conference that we had at the Georgia and um, the Atlanta NAACP office. And clearly we have a history of issues in this state and we wanted to make sure we elevated the voice of the family so we joined with the family's lawyers we joined um, with the concerned black clergy and many others that were present and i want to give you some sound from the family's attorney this is lee merritt talking at the press conference and uh, but the, the evidence in the case will be presented. So that the police reports where it describes him blocking off a mine and cutting off his path of exit will be admitted. The video that he took while doing it, where he pursued a mine at close range and recorded him being shot three times up close without making a sound, his reaction, that will be presented to the grand jury. The evidence that he, he uh, the additional videos that have not made it into the media yet, uh, that hopefully will not until it's presented into, uh, to, to a trier of fact, uh, that will be presented and that will show that he was intimately involved in the murder of Ahmaud Arbery. And so that was Lee Merritt, the lead attorney uh, for the family of Ahmaud Arbery. Present also was Chris Stewart, who is uh, co-counsel with Lee Merritt, representing the family. And of course, uh, Benjamin Crump was not present, but he is also an attorney uh, for the family. And so at that press conference, 
we outline the necessaries that are necessary for justice. And so I kind of wanted to catch everybody up. It's been a minute since we've been on the Justifier podcast talking about this case. And so I wanted to hop on the pod and just give you guys some updates. So since the last time we talked, we've been down to uh, Glenn County twice. First time went down for the rally. Uh, and the second time went down with state lawmakers who introduced a proposition to um, name the anti-hate legislation that is currently pending in the Georgia State House, which is House Bill 426, uh, after Ahmad Arbery as the anti-hate crime legislation, because Georgia is one of four states that don't have hate crime legislation and one of three states that have no civil rights protection at the state level. Uh, so that's happening. Um, and then, of course, there was a caravan uh, that we saw off last Saturday, which was uh, led by a coalition of Just Georgia of many grassroots organizers in the state of Georgia who went, took a caravan of over 200 cars down to um, Glenn County to have a massive protest uh, in conjunction with the, um, the organizers on the ground. So there's been a lot of work in this case and around this case and organizing, but I wanted to make sure people understood that we have a lot of more work to do in this organizing space uh, for justice for Ahmaud Arbery. Uh, namely, there's going to be another march. This is the march for Quez. It's being put on by the uh, men of Omega Sci-Fi down in southeast Georgia. That will be May the 23rd, and that will be at the Glenn County Courthouse, I believe, starting at 10 o'clock. So if you want to get involved, uh, be there, uh, 701 H Street, Brunswick, Georgia, I believe at 10 o'clock. Uh, this upcoming Saturday, uh, so if you want to get involved. And there will be other marches and rallies. Uh, there are several by-county uh, by rallies and marches that are being planned, and I will bring you information for that as soon as I know. Uh, but we also need to be prepared not only for the legislation but for the litigation. And so Travis and Gregory McMichael have now hired counsel. They are independently represented by uh, the attorney's uh, for them, one is the Hogue family, uh, the husband and wife team that represent Gregory McMichael. And Travis is now represented by Bob Rubin and Jason Sheffield from Decatur. So they have lawyers at this point uh, and they have not filed um, motions for bond. But we will keep you updated when the motions for bond are scheduled so we can get prepared to go down to uh, Glenn County to be present and let the court know that we are very interested in the outcome of this matter. Uh, so that's upcoming. So again, like I posted on my social media, the way we get change is agitation, legislation, and litigation, and we're going to stay on top of this case and bring you information. So there's been a lot of breaking information that's happened in this case. Of course, Travis and, and Gregory have been arrested. Now they're in, in jail with no bond. There's an active investigation by the GBI and the FBI where a search warrant was um, uh, ex executed yesterday, uh, or actually it was Thursday, Tuesday night, the uh, search warrant was executed on the house where they searched the house, and they're in the process of investigating and interviewing witnesses and getting prepared. There's a special prosecutor who has been appointed, that's Joyette Holmes, who is the sitting um, uh, DA of Cobb County, and there's also a new judge because the judges in Glenn County recused themselves, so a judge out of Chatham County will be sitting um, for the duration of this case. Uh, and so I'll bring you more information on that. Uh, but we, we are starting to see the movement in the um, justice system on this case. We have to remember that we're still in a judicial emergency because of COVID-19. And so there will not be 
any substantive hearings at least until June the 13th. There may be a bond hearing, but as far as substantive hearings like grand juries being impaneled to hear and potentially indict the McMichaels, that won't happen until after June the 13th. And then, of course, um, the legislative session doesn't start back until June the 11th because we are still in COVID-19. Um, so I wanted to bring this information to you on the platform from here from Justice Media so you can know in real time what's happening, how you can get involved, and how you can get plugged in. And there are several ways that you can get plugged in. One, of course, is by listening to this podcast and staying in tune with Justice Media and the Justice Fighter. But you can also go to um, runwithmod.com or I run with mod the hashtag to get up-to-date information about what's happening in this case and to get plugged in to go to the Atlanta NAACP page or the Georgia NAACP page to get action items. Uh, there are several. And you can also go to the Just Georgia Coalition. They are organizing um, as well. So there are lots of organizing that's going on. There are several national organizations that are signing on. I'm hearing Rainbow Push as well as the SCLC and National Action Network are signing on to assist the NAACP. But as you know, the NAACP has been on this case since its very beginning uh, through the work of the Brunswick chapter and the leadership of John Perry, who's been on this case from the very beginning. And, and thank you to the leadership of James Woodall from the state conference uh, to elevate that work. And of course, thank you to Richard Rose with the Atlanta chapter, uh, who has also been assisting in this matter. Uh, but we want you guys to have the information in real time so you can know what's happening, how you can get plugged in, what are the facts in this case, what is opinion, and of course, what is the law. Uh, so the facts of this case, again, is um, um, February the 23rd, Ahmaud Arbery was going for a jog in the Centella Shores neighborhood. He was running down Holmes Drive when he was confronted by Gregory McMichael and Travis McMichael uh, and Roddy Bryant was filming and he was shot three times at close range by a shotgun. Um, there has been information released about an incident that occurred on February the 11th where there was a previous individual who walked through the home and was confronted or attempted to be confronted by Travis McMichael. There's police reports out about that. Um, there's video surveillance footage of that, um, that no one has confirmed that that was in fact Ahmaud, Marbury, uh, Ahmaud Arbery. Uh, and there are some issues with the description of that person being that Ahmaud was a dark complected individual. And this person that was seen in the, the February 11th video is, is clearly light skinned and the police report says that as well. Um, and then there's, of course, the video that happened on the 23rd where you see Ahmad in the new construction. Um, the owner of the new construction indicated that nothing criminal happened, nothing was taken, um, and he was not aware of any crimes that were um, attempted to be looked into. There's some background information that we're still collecting on that. Uh, but then, of course, Ahmad leaves the house, and that's where there's surveillance footage of him leaving the house. And then you see the truck pull behind him. There's a, a cut of time of about four minutes or so, and then you get the video where we all saw what happened in the video. So those are the facts that we know. Um, there's a lot of background information that's coming out uh, about the character of the McMichaels and the character of Ahmaud Marbury. None of that's relevant to the decision about what happened on the 23rd. And uh, we've been hearing a lot about this uh, uh, Georgia's citizen's arrest statute and, of course, Georgia's self-defense statute. And I think it's important to understand from the citizen's arrest standpoint, based on the facts and the law, 
there appears to have not been a lawful citizen's arrest attempted because from the 911 tape and from the police report, the McMichaels did not articulate a felony that was in progress, which would necessitate um, the Georgia citizen's arrest statute. Hence, that's why they arrested. Um, and then as well as self-defense, that is a trial defense that they are going to have to raise. And there are going to be some serious issues with that because in order to claim self-defense in Georgia, you cannot be the primary aggressor and you have to be defending oneself from the imminent unlawful use of either uh, serious force or deadly force. And in this case, the only people that were armed were the McMichaels. So there's going to be some issues with whether or not they are entitled to self-defense. I'm sure their lawyers will file the necessary immunity motions on that and we will have an immunity hearing. Um, but there are a lot of opinions going on on social media, a lot of op outside observations, but I think it's important for us to know what the law is and then to gauge the law to the facts and get to the bottom of this, and that will happen in a courtroom. So I respect everybody's opinion. I have my own opinion. Um, of course, I've been quite vocal on what my opinion is, um, and that's that there should have been an arrest a long time ago. Now there has been an arrest, and now we will go through the criminal justice process uh, for the McMichaels and, and ultimately I believe based on my reading of the case law and um, the facts in this case there will be a conviction for malice murder uh, because that's what happened out there but I want to make sure that I bring this information to you in an understandable method an understandable platform with the law and the facts as we know them based on the police reports based on the actual um, footage both the surveillance footage and the video recording and then of course uh, my review of the neighborhood now we walked that neighborhood twice and what people need to know is there are other houses that are equipped with surveillance footage i don't know if the gbi or the fbi have that as well yet um, but there are two active investigations going on and then there are calls for other investigations into um, what happened behind the scenes uh, on this case once it was received by Jackie Johnson and by George Barnhill and then by Tom Durden, who are the three prosecutors that preceded uh, Joyette Holmes, who's now the lead special prosecutor on this case. Uh, so there's a lot of moving parts that are happening in this case in real time that we have to make sure we are aware of and that we, we study and we make sure that there's transparency and in the process and there's fairness. Um, we have to make sure that this case Everything happens above board because in my trip down to, to, to Glen County twice, I received reports of what seems to be a culture of corruption um, that has to be investigated. So we're going to stay on that to make sure that there's nothing nefarious that happens in this case that's not reported and ultimately um, held accountable for anyone who did anything nefarious. Um, but I think the most important thing as far as justice for Ahmad is that everyone stays engaged. They realize that this is a marathon, not a sprint, uh, that we have organizations of grassroots organizers on the ground. Um, the lawyers, as you heard from Lee Merritt, and you will hear at some point on my platform from him and from Chris Stewart and hopefully from um, attorney Ben Crump, that um, they're working uh, as well as they can behind the scenes to gather enough information for justice. And of course, the special prosecutor is, is working and gathering her information with the help of the, the uh, GBI. So all of this is happening right now in real time, and I wanted to bring you that update here on the platform on Justice Media. Uh, this is the Justice Fighter, Attorney Griggs, and I will keep you in tune with what's happening in Brunswick with this case 
and all the other cases because like I said before, this is not a one-off. This is standard operating procedure in Georgia and we have to make sure that that standing operating procedure changes and there's justice for all these families. So I'm Attorney Gerald Griggs, Justice Fighter. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. This is the Justice Fighter Podcast. Justice Fighter Podcast. With Attorney Gerald Griggs. Well, we have conversations on social justice, civil rights, and political news that affects us all. Let Attorney Griggs put you on game. Only on the Justice Fighter Podcast, y'all. What's going on, y'all? It's Attorney Gerald Griggs, a Justice Fighter. And um, this episode of the, the Justice Fighter podcast is brought to you by Attorney Gerald Griggs and Gerald A. Griggs, LLC. It's brought to you by Trillmonger. It was brought to you by Carter Media. And it was also brought to you by Justice Media. So please tune in to the podcast on all streaming platforms. It's on Apple. It's on Google. It's on Spotify. It's on Stitcher. It's on YouTube. And it's everywhere where you can get podcasts. So please tune in. Help us keep the movement alive. Help us keep justice being able to rain down. But more importantly, help us keep bringing the truth to you. This is Attorney Gerald Griggs, a justice fighter. Thank you for tuning in to Justice Media.